Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. If we haven't met, my name is Poppy and my husband Dan and I, we're the youth and young adults pastors here at Highway and it is an incredible honour to just be able to come around the word tonight to share something with you and (laughs) you were right I've been cooking up something for you all not really me my sister cooked it for me but we'll get to that later I guess but um I want to start by reading a scripture for you tonight and it's James 2 verses 14 to 17 so if you're taking notes if you turn there in your own bible we're going to read this and it says what good is it my brothers if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things they needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. A little bit confronting, I guess, that bit. But... I want to share a story with you to begin with, and I don't know if you know any of those kids in your life who are full of energy, do not stop, 100% energy, 100% of the time, love to push boundaries, and you're like, oh my goodness, is this kid ever going to stop? But it's also the greatest thing about them. I say that because I was one of those kids, I feel like I was one of those teenagers, and I feel like I'm also one of those adults that is just full of energy, is always going to give it a go. I like to push boundaries. You can ask my parents about it. I think I really tested them as a child, um, but they love me, so what can you do do about it? Um, But I was one of those kids, and I just, I think I was just a go-getter and just would give anything a crack. And, you know, there's that side of me, but there's also the side where I was raised in church. And so... Sometimes that energy that I had directed my faith in ways, if that makes sense. And so I want to share this story with you, and it's a little bit funny. And I'll tell you that I was probably at the beginning of high school when I did this, and I I feel like that's a little bit awkward because I think I was too old to be doing this. Um, But I remember... One afternoon, and my sister, my cousin, and I were outside just hanging out, swimming in the pool, and we were just, you know, just doing what, I know, kids do, teenagers do, and we're swimming and just having lots of fun, and all of a sudden, I just have this moment where I'm like, you know what? You know what, guys? You know what we're going to do right now? We are going to pray in tongues. And we're going to seek God and we're going to do something this afternoon. And I decided that afternoon that I was going to ask God to walk on water. (laughs) And we decided, you know what? We're going to get out of the pool. We're going to stand on the edge of the pool and I'm going to speak in tongues as passionately as I can. And I'm going to believe God that I would walk on water. And I don't know if any of you have done that before. I feel like as Christians, you'd be lying if you said you hadn't tried to walk on water. Yeah, but we decided that afternoon 
that we were going to walk on water. Unfortunately, we did not succeed. Um, I'm really disappointed in that. Um, but my faith in that moment wanted to produce something. I wanted to produce something with my faith, even as a young kid and probably not even realizing to the full extent what faith is, I wanted my faith to produce something. It's interesting, though, because if we look at Galatians 2.15, it says this, We who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. And you know, these two scriptures, we've got James and we've got Galatians, and they almost seem to contradict each other. Like one saying, he has faith but does not have works, what good is it? But the other one is saying, not that a person is justified by their works. And so these two scriptures, they seem to contradict each other, but in actual fact, they're complementary. They actually complement each other. You know, James is writing this scripture, and whilst he is saying faith without works is dead, he is clear here in saying that truly saving faith cannot be separated from the evidence of good works. Faith cannot be separated from the evidence of good works. And that brings me to my first point this afternoon, and it is faith is evident. Faith is evident. Whilst faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, which is in Hebrews 11, faith is also evident through the lives of our works. You know, works is the evidence of salvation, but works isn't the source of salvation. Works isn't the source of salvation. You can't strive for salvation. You can't do things to receive salvation. You can't come and clean the chairs and welcome people to receive salvation, but it is the byproduct of salvation. What we do is the byproduct of our love for Christ. It is the byproduct of what we do because of our relationship with Jesus. You know, when you receive Jesus, you begin to put the right things in. You know, we've all been there. We've all received Jesus. We've all received that relationship, accepted him into our heart. And when we do that, we begin to put in the right things into our life. Yeah? Where once we were in darkness, but we have turned to light. And all of a sudden, we start seeking God. We start entering into his word. We start prioritizing prioritizing time in the secret place. We start, you know, getting in community like this and we start putting the right things into our life to look like Jesus. You know, you're probably wondering why I have a cake. And um, some of you might be smart enough to already have figured this out, why I would have a, have a cake, because it's a really simple picture, a really simple illustration and if you're here this morning, you would have seen Dan throwing ping-pongs all over, the ta- uh, all over the stage. But something about illustration makes us remember it much more clearly. And so I asked my sister to make me this cake. Because if I made it, it probably would not look like this. 
Um, and if I asked Dan to make it, it definitely wouldn't have looked like this. So my sister made this cake for me. And you know what? When I had asked her to make this cake, if she went, yeah, sure, no worries. I can do that. Um, I, can, I can make you a cake. She likes baking, no worries. If she had gone home and decided, you know what? I'm not going to follow a recipe. I'm just going to wing it. Just going to wing it, which is probably how Dan would have done it. He probably would have just winged it and hoped for the best. But had she decided to do that and just gone to the cupboard, pulled out some flour, chucked a bit of that in, chucked some eggs in, chucked some milk, not measuring, just a bit of this, a bit of that, probably some vanilla essence that's expired because it sits in the cupboard for that long. I, I don't know if there's even expiry date on vanilla essence, but, you know, just chucked in whatever's here, whatever I've got available. I wouldn't say that it would have ended up looking like this. It wouldn't have looked like that. I don't know, maybe if you're a really good baker, I don't know, maybe Brent, maybe you'd be able to do that. But I don't know, if you're not really someone who bakes a lot, I don't know that you can really do that. But instead, when she went to make this cake, she intentionally measured out every single ingredient. She would have gone to the shops and brought the ingredients that she didn't have. She would have sifted the flour to aerate it, to make it fluffy. She would have invested time and resources to make this cake. I don't know, if you're not a baker, hear me out, because I'm not a baker, so this is what I experience. If you're not a baker and you don't own the ingredients that are consistently getting, like you're consistently getting stuff in the cupboard to make things, if you go out to the shops and buy everything that you need to make, make a cake, it seems to be really expensive. Like if you're not doing like the packet mix thing, if you're actually going, I'm going to make a cake, I'm going to go out, I'm going to buy flour, all this, 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 this. If you don't have all that stuff in your cupboard, it seems to be really expensive. And um, it would have cost something. But even in all of that, even with all of the intention, she would have had to put the cake mix into the oven and wait to see the evidence of what she had done come out. She could put all the intention in the world. She could have measured everything precisely. She could have weighed this, weighed that, put it all in, followed the recipe. But at the end of the day, she would have had to put it in the oven and she would have had to hope, have faith, that there would be evidence of her works. You and I wouldn't be able to see this cake right now had she not intentionally made it. And you know what? It's the same with our own lives. Faith is evident through our works. Through our works. What we put in will eventually come out. And that's why James says, faith without works is dead. You know, I like the message translation and it says this, it says, isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense. I love that this translation, it's like the fruit of our relationship with Jesus should ref reflect the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of our life should reflect the fruit of the Spirit, which brings me to my second point. Faith is fueled. A life that is fueled by faith produces works of the Spirit. You know, when we are fueled by faith, 
we walk by the Spirit, we are more likely to desire the Holy Spirit as a compass in our life. Galatians 5.16 says this, and we, we would all know this scripture so well, and it says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And it says in verse 22, which everyone knows, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. We've all heard that scripture. What you do is far more important than what you say. What you do is far more important than what you say. How you show love is far more important than how you say love. How you show peace is far more important than how you say it. How you show joy, how you show all of the fruits of the Spirit is so much important than how you just talk it. You know, it's important to know things. It's important to be well-educated. It's important to be able to have conversations around things. But if you are all talk and no walk, what good is it? It is nothing but outrageous nonsense. Nothing but outrageous nonsense. You know, most people, those who are new to the faith, experience Jesus through the way that the church serves them. Most people would experience Jesus through the way that the church serves them. And this is a shocker for you, not. The church isn't Pastor Byron and Anne. It's not just Pastor Caleb and Kim. It's not just Dan and I or KA or the staff and the leadership. It's not just these people who are in leadership positions. The church is you. The church is every single person in this room. And so the way that you connect with somebody for the first time in the car park could be the very first time that they experience Jesus or understand who Jesus is. You know, if you're running late to church and you cut someone off in the car park, we need more patience for that. Um, But you don't want that to be the way that people experience Jesus for the first time. Is what our lives produce love? Is what our lives produce joy and peace and kindness and all the fruits of the Spirit? Is that what our lives produce I have a question for you, and if you're taking notes, I'd write this down and reflect on this during your week, because I feel like this question could change your perspective on things, but it's, do people see your faith in actions? Do they experience your faith in God only through words or through the way that you serve them? I'll say it again. Do people see your faith in actions? Do they experience your faith in God only through words or through the way that you serve them? You know, I certainly want to be a person who serves others. You know, it would mean nothing for me to get up here and say something if my actions didn't say the same thing. It would mean nothing. My last point is this, and I feel like this is the most important thing and you know what, Mel even touched on it in her communion where, where faith is a gift. 
And my third point is this, faith is received. And if the band could come, that would be amazing. It says in Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 10, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Faith is a gift. Faith is received. There is nothing that you can do or strive for to receive faith. It's a gift. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That faith is a gift. Faith is not something that is generated. How great is that? Faith is not something that is generated. Although I do believe that over time and as our relationship with the Holy Spirit grows, so does our faith, it is not generated, but it is instead received by God. I don't know where you're at in your life, where your faith is at, whether it is small, whether it is nothing, whether it is great, But you know, there is always room to receive more faith. There is always room to receive more faith. You know, my message title was A Recipe for Faith. And I thought that tied well with the cake. A Recipe for Faith. I feel like that was a little bit of clickbait because there's not really a recipe for faith. There's not really a one plus one equals two with faith. Faith is a gift. Faith is a gift. That is the recipe. That is the recipe. That right now, if you want more faith, it's yours to receive. The Holy Spirit wants to pour out more for you so that you can believe for more in your life so that you can believe for more in your personal walk with Jesus, so that you can believe for more with your family that's yet to be saved, so that you can believe for more of His presence in your workplace. It is a gift freely to be received, just as Jesus was, just as your salvation was, just as that moment when you first said yes to Jesus, that was a free gift, so is faith. To each a measure of faith is given. So maybe this evening, maybe this evening you're in here and you're like, I have no faith. I have none. None. Can I encourage you that there is a moment to receive more? That there is a moment to receive more faith in this place tonight. That you don't actually have to leave with still no faith. Maybe you don't even have faith for your own life. Maybe you don't have faith for what Jesus is even doing in you. But can I encourage you that the Holy Spirit wants to come and He wants to speak to you and He wants to anoint you and He wants to give you a new portion of faith this evening. And maybe you're in here and you're like, I have mustard seed faith. Can I say that's awesome? That's amazing to have mustard seed faith. It says that mustard seed faith will move mountains. It will move the mountain into the ocean. 
mustard seed faith is amazing, but can I tell you, there is more than a mustard seed faith for you to walk in. There is a more of a mustard seed faith for you today in Christ Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you're like, I have great faith. I have great faith. I believe that God is moving through me. I believe that He is doing new things in me every single day. Can I tell you, even there, even where you have great faith, God wants to do more. God wants to do more. You know, I feel even personally in my own life that I've just always been someone who has faith. I've always just trusted and just known that God is in my life, that He is steadfast, that He is true, that He would never leave nor forsake. I just have this unwavering faith and I just believe that God would move. You know, at youth we have this catch catch cry, it's GC for JC. And Dan and I have been saying to our youth leaders at the start of this year, we've said, you know, we don't just think that's a catch cry. We believe GC for JC. I think that's something that we can believe in this church as well. GC for JC, the Gold Coast for Jesus Christ. He wants to move through you. He wants to do something in you afresh tonight to have faith, to see your friends saved, to see your family, your loved ones saved. There is more faith to be received. I wonder if across this place, we could just stand to our feet. You know, I was saying that I feel like faith in me is something that I just know to be true. I just know to be true. No matter what, no matter what the circumstances, I know that God is faithful. No no matter what it looks like. No matter what it looks like. And you know, as I was just preparing for this evening and as I was just preparing this word, I felt like there was people in this room and you're just like, I need more faith. I need more faith for this year. I need more faith for 2023. I need more faith to believe for what God's gonna do through me. And even as we were talking after the service, just a couple of us, we were talking and the phrase restoration came through in our conversation saying, I just believe that today there's something about restoration. And I believe that tonight there's room for restoration for faith. There's room for restoration for your faith where you feel like the fire inside of you is dwindling, where you feel like the fire inside of you is just becoming smaller and smaller. What once was a burning flame that you thought, this could never go out. This could never be shut down. The faith that I have, this fire that I have inside of me is gonna live forever. And right now you're standing here and you're like, that fire is slowly becoming smaller and smaller. It's looking more like a a matchstick flame than a burning wildfire. And I wonder if across this room, if tonight you're like, yep, that's me. 
whether you have none, whether you have mustard seed, whether you have great. If that's you, where you're like, I want more faith. I want more faith in my life. I want the restoration of faith to happen in me tonight so that I can go out and do the good works of His kingdom in my community, in my family. I would love if you would just come down the front and you're respond to this so that we can stand together in faith, where we can stand together and say, hey, I'm standing with you side by side. We're gonna believe that God would impart a fresh seed of faith. So if that's you, why don't you just come down the front We're going to worship. We're going to pray. We're going to believe that Holy Spirit would move in this place this evening. That as we step into 2023, that He would do something new. That He would do something fresh. Come on, I believe there's more people in this room. I believe there's more people and you're like, it's it's on your chest. It's like a a tightening. It's a, it's a, oh, I I don't want to go down the front. That seems really scary. But you know what? I believe that there's people in here who need more faith. Come on, why don't we sing? Why don't we worship for just a moment? Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.